This is the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to helping engineers succeed in work and life. The show is hosted by engineering enthusiast Anthony Fasano and Chris Knutson. Both are professional engineers who found success early in their careers and now work together to help other engineers do the same. Now it's showtime. Hello, this is Anthony Fasano, and this is the show for engineers who want to succeed in both work and life. This is episode 100 of the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. I can't believe it. Three years ago or so, I was sitting in my hotel room in Anchorage, Alaska, believe it or not, staring out at the beautiful mountains, and I hit the publish button on the first episode of the Engineering Career Coach Podcast when a ton of people told me that engineers will never listen to a podcast. And yet today we are over 700,000 downloads. So I would kind of say that they were wrong and I'm pretty happy that I started it off. Uh, really happy the way it's gone. Really happy that we've been able to help a lot of engineers and really happy that Christian joined on. Co-host, he's not able to be here with me today. And we've done a lot of solo episodes just because we're on different sides of the world. But nonetheless, he has definitely helped me to be able to keep this show going together because it does take a ton of energy and consistency and motivation to do it. And having him on board has definitely, I think, helped us to take the show to the next level. So I have a pretty cool episode for you. Honestly, 100th episode, we didn't really have any big, big plans. Chris and I happened to be facilitating a conference for the Society of American Military Engineers a few weeks ago. During one of the sessions, their executive director, Joe Schrodel, who I'll tell you about in a minute, answered a question and he took about 15, 20 minutes to answer it. And the information in that answer was just so valuable to me that I knew that I was going to ask SAME if we could use it for this podcast episode and they allowed me to. And that's what you're going to hear today. So it's pretty cool. I'm pretty excited to share it with you. It really encompasses a lot of the reason that we started the podcast that was to help you develop personally and professionally. And Joe's response that you're going to hear kind of covers all of that in one kind of 15 to 20 minute answer that he gave. So I'm really excited for that. And the Society of American Military Engineers is definitely a great organization, and we will link to some information about them in the show notes. They are doing some great things. They've got a pretty cool strategic plan that they went over at the event that we shared, and you should definitely check them out. And again, we'll link to them. And when you hear Joe talk, you're going to want to hear more of him and get more information on them, because that's kind of the way that Joe is. He's kind of a captivating guy to be around. So just thrilled to be able to have him kind of indirectly on this episode. I'll tell you a little bit more about him in a sec, but before we do that, I do want to also thank our sponsor for today's episode, PPI. It is our 100th episode and they've helped us to keep the podcast going as well. If you are thinking about taking the FE, PE, or SE exam, I recommend that you check out PPI, the leader in engineering exam prep. PPI is offering a special 20% discount to listeners of this podcast. Use promo code COACH at ppitopass.com. Again, that's PPI, the number two, pass.com. And use the promo code COACH for a 20% discount. So you're about to hear a response from SAME National Executive Director, Joe Schrodel. And let me tell you a little about Joe. Joe is a retired Brigadier General for the U.S. Army. He is a PE. He's an FSAME. He's the fellow for SAME. And he's been there since June of 2014. Actually, he's, he was retained in June. He started in August 2014. And I know from talking to people that he's done great work since he's gotten in there. Again, he's motivated people because that's just what he does. 
He's had a brilliant career as a commanding general in the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers South Pacific Division. General Schrodel oversaw a $3 billion military and civil works program across 10 Western states. So just to give you a little bit of an idea of some of the types of projects that Joe was involved in from the engineering side of things. And he had one story kind of after the next over the weekend conference that we did a few weeks ago down in North Carolina, all very motivating. And I'm not even going to give you a quote for this episode, number 100, which we usually do. I'm just going to bring it right into Joe's response. And just for some perspective, people were asking a lot. These were students, but they were asking about career-making decisions. Really, decisions that can make or break your career. What degrees to get, where to work, what kind of certifications to get, all these types of questions, kind of like, where do I go in my career? Where do I go almost in my life? And Joe gave this answer, kind of just of all his experience, what's the most important thing? What's the most valuable thing? And without further ado, let's jump right into it. A couple of thoughts from some of the questions here, uh, for what it's worth. First of all, you can have all the alphabet soup credentials at the end of your name. And they don't mean a thing. Now let's look at it from an employer's perspective. An employer's outcomes. Which, which person's going to be more valuable to a company? A person with five alphabet soup things after their title? Or a person with none or one who always produces results? Trust me. The person who's producing results, who knows what they're doing, who can make things happen, is going to get paid more and move up in the organization. So to, the, to the, the question of, can you have too many degrees, too many credentials? Absolutely. I've seen guys get too wrapped up in getting credentials and they can't produce shit and they're on the street. So what, what you just said, Tony, about work experience, let me tell you, you know, forget the degrees, forget the advanced degrees and all that stuff for now. And yes, get your FE right out of the blocks. Don't waste the time, he's right because you'll forget that stuff. You know, average college graduate retains what percentage of what you're exposed to? Anybody know? 16. That's scary. So here's another point. Never stop learning. So uh, now I didn't do the master's degree the way you did. I did it full time, do it right. Of course, the Army paid for it, so it made it easier because I was getting paid while I'm doing it. Kind of like what AJ said earlier. But, but let's talk about what degrees do you get and why? and go back to the outcome piece. Let me, let me give you another perspective. Know yourself. Know what your strengths and your weaknesses are. Now let me just tell you a couple of, couple of quick personal things. Most of us in this room, everybody understand left brain, right brain? So most engineers are which? Left brain. I mean, y'all understand the brain, two hemispheres, everything on your right side is controlled by the left side, left brain, everything on the Right side is controlled by the left side, controlled by the right brain. And the brain tries to balance what's happening in each. But the left brain focuses primarily on you know, mathematics, logic, those kind of things. The right brain, really more oriented toward conceptual versus cognitive kinds of functions, right? So, clearly, coming out of West Point, before I even graduated, I took the FE. It wasn't called the FE, it was EIT back then. I said, man, while this stuff is still hot in my brain, I'm going to go dump it. Did it, passed it behind me, all right? 
And I said, I'm going to get my PE four years from now because I just want to get my PE. So here are a couple of points. So after I did all that, got the work experience, done a lot of construction jobs, you know, project manager kind of stuff, initial, initial entry kind of things, got my PE. And then a couple of years later, I realized something. I said, man, if I am ever going to be worth a darn as a manager, as a leader at more senior levels, i got to do something to fix the right side of my brain, to develop it. And just to be real, real simple about it, I mean, you know, on a project, I was getting ticked off if I'm missing the cost by 1% or the schedule by 5%. Man, I mean, it's five significant figures, typical engineer, right? And I said, man, I don't want to be that way all my life. So I need to understand something on the other side. So I started doing some really weird things. And again, this is back to outcomes. My outcome was I want to develop the conceptual skills side of my brain so I can look at a problem at a tactical level or at a strategic level. So for about 10 years, starting at about maybe five years after I graduated, I started a conscientious effort to do things like go pick up a publication, quarterly publication, called Foreign Affairs. Just go to the newsstand, open up one page, and read it. And if you can understand anything on that page, you're brilliant. It is that hard to understand. It is a brilliant publication. It's all on the right side of the brain. I uh, read, cons not consumer reports, just started subscribing to magazines that would force me to start thinking conceptually. I wasn't even thinking degrees, okay? There are other things you can do to develop yourself and to learn that have nothing to do with degrees and certifications. So I started doing all these crazy kind of things just to force myself to be kind of uncomfortable in what I was reading, what I was thinking, what I was doing. Then, then eventually got a master's degree in history as my ultimate test of can I make myself really uncomfortable. And then what I realized after about 10 years, all of a sudden, senior officers started asking me to do things like write speeches, like do all kinds of crazy things for me. Why are they asking me? I didn't realize that I had actually accomplished what I was after because I was able to sit in a conversation and either offer some critical insight that was at this level or at this level and bring the two together. That's also why I became a general, okay? Because I had the ability to do that. So the other thing I'd tell you is, is this, back to goals. So let's talk about when I got my PE. And let's talk about the questions you're asking, Tony, about balance and how do you do this and how much time did you do doing this. Let me tell you something real powerful. If you're doing you know, what you really love doing, what you want to do, your brain is really operating at a high level of efficiency. Okay? So, so for example, my kids, when they were all about six, would come to me and say, Hey, Dad, how do you know what you want to be when you grow up? And I had the same answer for them every time. And I'd say, well, first of all, I don't know because I haven't grown up yet. And my wife would say, yeah, that's right. The old man hadn't grown up yet. But here's what I'd tell them. I'd tell them, think about what you like to do so much that while you're doing it, you lose track of time. So then what I told them is, if you can find a way to make a living doing that, you will never grow up and you will never work a day of your life. My three kids are all there, just as I am. Okay? So let's talk about PE, balance, how do you do it? 
So in the United States Army, after my first assignment, had enough time, had all of the, the experience piece to get a PE. So I went to the engineer officer advance course, six months. Actually, with leave and everything else, it's probably about a nine, ten month period. I was married, had two kids at the time. So here's my point. So going into the engineer officer advance course, I had my priorities. Well, obviously, I needed to pass the course or I just screwed my career up, okay? But my top priority was I wanted time with my family. Because I had been deployed to Guatemala for almost a year when the earthquake hit. And so that was another neat project. My first priority was time with my family. My second priority was my parents. My dad was going to retire, so I was going to design a house for them, which I did. My third priority was I want to get my PE. So the way I was going to do that, a buddy of mine and I decided we were going to get together and study one day a week, one night a week, whatever. And then we were going to take a PE prep course together. And just that's going to be our time. That's all we're going to allocate time-wise to prepare for the PE. And my fourth priority was the course I was in. So how did I how did I manage that? So what I did was I said, okay, I got to pass this course, but there are other things I want to do. My family comes first, whatever. So I didn't waste a single minute of time during the school day. And instead of lunch, I was doing all the homework I had to do for the course or studying for tests. I didn't do any homework for that course at all outside of the class. Zero. So how did it come out? Great time my family. Passed the PE, designed the house for my parents, even built a model of it because my mom couldn't understand what I was saying. She didn't understand drawings. But here's the key. Because my mind was operating extremely efficiently because I had my priorities set right, three weeks before the end of our course, a good buddy of mine came up to me and said, hey, I'm going to beat you. I said, you're going to beat me for what? I'm going to beat you for number one in the class. I said, who cares? I said, we don't even keep class standings. This guy was so competitive, he went and found out from the registrar what the class standings were. And at that point in time, I was number one, and he was number two. And I looked at him, I said, Jerry, we just got done studying for the PE together. Who the hell cares how we finish in the class? And he, said, and he looked at me and said, well, I do. I said, okay, fine. So I maxed the last six tests, and I beat him anyway. <laughs> so, so my point is, you know, get your priorities straight, really know what you're focused on, and I'm telling you, your brain and your body will function with you, because you're doing what you want to do, and it won't even be like work, it won't even be like life, okay, it'll just happen. You know, my bottom line guides to is, graduate, don't worry too much about master's degrees, don't worry about how many, you know, titles you have and the rest of your name, it won't bring you a lot more money, the results will bring you the recognition, the experience, and all the things you need get a good grounding at the beginning of your career, then start thinking about where do you want to be. You want to run your own business? The most powerful degrees you can have along with an engineering degree to get somewhere in the business world are either an MBA or a law degree. I would tell you you need to consider somewhere in any of these degrees and training, learn all you can about contracts and contract management. I don't care what field you're in. If you don't know how to negotiate, if you don't know how to run and work contracts, you're useless. And I don't think any of us, none of you that I've met so far in here, I don't see any of you being the type who want to sit in a cubicle all your life with, with a computer, you know, designing stuff. That would get old fast. Okay, anyway, I'll shut up. Sorry, man. But those are just some thoughts that come to my mind in terms of 
some of the questions you're asking, how do you balance it, where do you focus it? It's a great journal. All right, so I hope that you enjoyed the SME Executive Director, Joe Schrodel's response there. It was pretty powerful, I thought. Talked a lot about outcomes, and outcomes are what people care about. And no matter how many degrees you have, no matter how many credentials you have, you've got to be able to produce value to people. And you've got to understand what outcome you want and do whatever you have to do to be able to get to that outcome. So this is our Take Action Today segment of the show, where we do try to give you one piece of action to take with you and implement into your career. And I'm going to give you one today that you've kind of heard a little bit about on the episode, but I'm going to kind of frame it out for you. Before I do that, though, let me give you a final word from today's episode sponsor, PPI. Engineers ask me all the time what exam prep materials or review courses they should use when preparing for the FEPE or SE exam. Hands down, I always recommend PPI. I personally use PPI's materials to pass my exams, and I actually recently had the chance to demo their review courses. It's why I feel so confident recommending PPI for those of you planning to take the next step in your career. PPI is offering a special 20% discount to listeners of this podcast. Use the promo code COACH at ppi2pass.com. Again, that's PPI, the number two, pass.com, and use promo code COACH for a 20% discount. So what I'd like to, to leave with you in this 100th episode is kind of like your take action today is think outcomes at all costs in your career and in your life. Think if I do something, what do I want the outcome to be? Or if I make a decision and if I go in a certain direction, what will the outcome be or what can the outcome be? I think we do not think enough in terms of outcomes and it definitely affects people and it makes them do things for long periods of time that aren't very useful and aren't really helping them or anyone else, quite frankly. So next time you're trying to decide if you should take a course, if you should take a new job, if you should relocate, if you should write a book, if you should give a presentation, you should say, what do I want the outcome of this action to be? And how's it going to affect me? Who else is it going to affect? What are the consequences? Because if you're not thinking about outcomes and you're not getting results for yourself and others, then really, quite frankly, what are you doing? What are you doing? You can sit in a safe job for your entire life, crank out project after project. And if you're helping people and you're enjoying it, great. But if you're not, think about your outcomes and how you can change them. I want to just say to all of you, I really am grateful for the fact that, and I speak on behalf of Chris and myself, we are really grateful truly that you're downloading our podcast and you're taking the time on your time to listen to it. And we do hope that it's providing you with results. We do hope that it's giving you information that you could use to take it to the next level. And if you are interested in meeting with Chris and I, we're going to be down in New Orleans on May 12th at our Engineering Career Summit. You can check out all the information about the event on engineeringcareersummit.com got some awesome speakers. We just confirmed that Jim Rogers, the author of Win More Work, How to Write Better AEC Proposals, is going to be there as a speaker. And we are going to continue to add more speakers. So we have early bird tickets available. Chris and I, again, we appreciate all the downloads and all the listens, but we'd also love to shake hands with you and be able to talk to you about your specific personal situation and help you with that. So definitely consider checking out engineeringcareersummit.com. And with that, I hope you enjoyed the episode. We've enjoyed doing every one of these episodes, and we always love your feedback, comments, or questions. Go to engineeringcareercoach.com, and you can search for episode 100 in our search bar. Just go to the Engineering Career Coach podcast page, and you'll find episode 100. 
and you can leave a comment at the bottom of the post and we do monitor all the comments and we will respond if you leave us one. Here's to another 100 episodes. And until next time, please continue to engineer your own success. Thank you for listening to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Be sure to visit engineeringcareercoach.com where you can find all past episodes and also download a free three-part video series created specifically for engineers to help you best utilize LinkedIn for networking, improve your communication and speaking skills, and also to help develop your leadership abilities. Now is the time to engineer your own success.